0: Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Lafanya Jones, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted, we're not going to be your stereotypical therapists. What we will be is down to earth, informative, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right interns, turn up the volume, grab your pen and paper, it's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 14, Disbroad. So this is going to be a little bit different, everybody. Uh, We don't have a specific topic for this particular session, and this is just going to be us in our element. It may be a slightly explicit episode. Uh, So if you have (laughs) sensitive ears uh, or are um, sensitive to certain subject matters, you know, this Tune in for session 15. <laughs> Just skip this one all the way. Yeah. Uh, but one of the first things that we want to talk about. Uh, so this week I had been talking with one of my clients about how humanness is very complex. So one of the things that she's struggling with is that she's coming into therapy and she would like, you know, her process of going through um, therapy to be very cookie cutter she wants to be able to put everything in this nice neat little box so that she can move on so I've learned my boundaries so now what I've learned how to be assertive so now what I've learned how to express my feelings uh, in a way that's not destructive so now what and she has this idea of really kind of wanting to be flawed mm-hmm. so she keeps thinking that she's got this particular type of diagnosis it's a personality <laughs> disorder and oh, i've been talking God. with her about don't google everything mm. i know we tell people do you google but y- you can get into a huge rabbit hole Not with looking yourself, up go- though right <laughs> because if you look it up if you google your symptoms you can find yourself in many of the diagnoses. all many. of them <laughs> at some point in time yes And that's what I've really been trying to kind of hammer into her is that, you know, if you, from a clinical standpoint, and I I was telling Dr. Jones this, you may not know this, uh, Dr. Wall, I took the DSM and I just kind of flipped it open to a page (laughs) and it landed on uh, kleptomania. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know what kleptomania is, it's just basically compulsive stealing. Mm -hmm. And I said, you don't think that at some point in your life that you stole something? So now that means you're a kleptomaniac? So then I flipped it to something else and it landed on uh, factitious disorder. Mm. And uh, so, for those that don't know what that is, it used to be called Munchausen. So I said, Okay, you've never done anything where you tried to get somebody's attention just for the sake of getting somebody's attention so they feel sorry for you or something like mm-hmm. that. You've never done that ever? She was like, Well, yeah, I have. I said, So, oh, now you got Munchausen? <laughs> Yeah, that's why people go to school for what we do. Like, it's not just... You can't just have a symptom. You got to have a symptom in conjunction with this other symptom for this amount of time with this and then... No. Is it causing you distress? Yes. You know, like, people... What it puts me in the mind of is when people, especially in our community, the black community, always be telling people that they bipolar because they mood keep switching. No, they, they got feelings, oh God, people. I hate hearing right. that. I so d- they were mm-hmm. mad one minute, and then they was happy the next minute. So, you know, but I told her with her, bipolar. So they rapid behind. cycling. But that's the- what you telling <laughs> me. <laughs> but the thing is, if you think about it, we all go through a plethora of emotions all day. Because, so if that's uh-huh, the case, that's all warm. of us are bipolar like why would you exactly. want to have one emotion your whole life <laughs> and you just you just going to be manic your whole life like that's weird no we that's yeah, why just- we have a whole <laughs> like dictionary full of emotions because we can have all of those emotions and you know, so the thing that I was talking with her about is that when I was saying the complexity is that all of those things exist at once. Yeah. So yes, sometimes you are going to manipulate somebody. Sometimes you're going to hurt somebody. Sometimes you're going to take advantage of someone. Sometimes someone's going to take advantage of you. Sometimes you're going to be mm-hmm. manipulated and all of those things can coexist in you at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that not, it, there's no singular thing. It's, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. But, you know, she's really having a hard time kind of mm-hmm. coming to terms with that. Well, because I yelled at my mom that that means I'm a an, uh, an abusive person or a worthless child. Like it's really deeply ingrained in, yeah. you know, we've been trying to talk about like, look, you're complex. It's like a big old giant bowl of soup like there's a whole bunch yeah and that was the example that I gave her you know that if you think about all of the elements that go into a a bowl of soup you know you've got your seasonings you got your broth you got your meat vegetables if you you know whatever you're going to put in there and once all of those things combine together you cannot tease them back apart Mm. you can't pull the salt out of soup you can't pull the bay. well if you have basil leaves you can but (laughs) (laughs) but you know it would be hard like if you have beans in there yeah could you in theory pull them all out but it's going to take you a really Mm -hmm. long time like it's very difficult to separate all of the parts of you into their little boxes well the thing is when we have that that complexity is what makes us who we are Mm -hmm. and if you take if you try to take that away then how will you grow? How will you learn? How will you be able to exist in this world? Because it's just kind of mm-hmm. like your blah at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two things that kind of stand out in my mind. One is she's not solution focused. That's the first thing I noticed. It's all about what the problem is instead of like, how do I solve this? Is this something that I want to solve? Cause sometimes there's certain things that may be a problem for someone else, but that you're totally okay with. Like I'm, I'm a whole introvert. You talk to my mom, and my mom don't want me to be an introvert. <laughs> she want me to be out and doing stuff. I yeah. would mm-hmm. lose my mind and be crazy. Mm-hmm. I love reading a good book. I go to faraway places with you know fairies and werewolves and vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second That's part, right up my alley. <laughs> yes, we need to have a book club. We do um, not if we're gonna be reading this stuff. I ain't reading it. This is our book club, okay? (laughs) I was like, hold on. you just going to tell me what I'm going to read. I'm going to be a part of this book club. I am not reading it. I am all about the graphic novel. Thank you. Well, you know what? You read your book. She can read hers, and then I can read mine. And we just all come together and talk about three different books. It's okay. I'm fine with that. That's more more reading. See how that problem-solving went right there? That's (laughs) solution-focused. The other thing that I picked up about your client. And this is something that I see in my clients as well. They don't want to go on the journey. They don't want to go through the process. It's all about, I need to hurry up and get there, but you don't know where you are going. Right. And if you don't learn what you need to learn at every step of the way, we going to have to come right back here next year, this time and learn this same lesson again. And then I'm be upset. Well, and that's the thing. (laughs) If, if, if we think about it, everything on earth has to be processed when you build a house it's a process when you uh plant flowers and plants Mm -hmm. and grass trees that's a process when as uh as before we're born and our mother is carrying us in her womb that's a process you know Mm -hmm. everything is a process Mm -hmm. we don't just blink our eyes snap our finger click our heels together into and it's 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 perfect yeah that's not how life goes It'd be great if it did, but that's not reality. No, we'd be out of a job. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's mm. one of them reasons why I read the books I read, mm-hmm. so I can go there for a little bit, then I can come back to reality. Because sometimes reality get on my last nerve. But that's <laughs> okay. Let yeah. me go take a reprieve, then come back and get back to business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that, and uh, but I think people, because one of the things that I'm wondering about your client and you know, is if she's outside of here, just focusing on that mental health, like, yes, we want you all to focus on mental health. We want, we want to, we want you to focus on your mental health. We want you to focus on your emotions, your physical, all of those things. But mm-hmm. we do, th- there is a, t- a point in time where you have to stop. N- yeah. Stop <laughs> and, and get away from that life of being so serious and have yes. fun, have some joy in your life, have some, something yeah it's so funny you say that because i had actually made her skip one week and i told her do not focus on trying to change at all mm. like take everything that we've been talking mm-hmm. about for the last few months and apply it mm-hmm. and she almost had a breakdown I wow can yeah she she said she it was so hard for her to not focus on Mental health, you know, because some one things that I do talk with clients about is you are what you consume. Mm-hmm. So if you consume trash, you're gonna output trash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you consume health, you will put out health. So, you know, I think she took that idea and kind of went a she step extreme. Fir- yeah, she a was on further. the rumination mm-hmm. stage. Exactly. So I said, okay, I need you to take a week off so that you can really just fo- focus. On just being you. Don't worry about the stuff that we've talked about. Don't worry about trying to set boundaries and do all of these things. Like just be and don't think about me and don't think about well, I can't wait till next session. Cause she says that all the time. I I, I couldn't I knew I knew I couldn't wait for today. Oh, she's not in the here and now at at all. all. And that's that's very dangerous. You definitely use your past, you know, to know things Mm -hmm. that you need to work on and you use your future as things you know that you're working towards but you live here Mm -hmm. right (laughs) Mm -hmm. you live in this moment well and that's how anxiety and depression you just said both mm -hmm, that's how anxiety and depression exists because depression is about the past and anxiety is about the future Mm yep and you can't do that you cannot Mm -hmm. do that at all like I've this week um I've really been trying to focus on non-attachment and that Mm -hmm. means attaching myself to anything outside of me mm. and mm-hmm. that means like that concept. my mm-hmm. looks that means my body and for anybody that doesn't know i am a recent you know breast cancer survivor amen Halloo. yes um. boop, boop, boop. <laughs> so i'm trying to work on not attaching the fact that i can't breastfeed Because I don't have my boobs no more. Mm -hmm. I got some nice foobs. That's fake boobs, Um, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) Boybs. But there are certain things that are just no longer part of my life anymore. But that also can be, okay, being overweight. Or um, I didn't get this degree. Or I got that degree. I don't have this job. And I have this job. It's like anything outside of who your spirit is, your soul is. That's not the real you. Mm-hmm. Those are just things that you put on to make you feel better, and those are voids. There's nothing wrong with having anything outside of yourself. I'm not saying that, but the non-attachment component is something that we, especially in America, we got to work on. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's so
0: interesting you say that because this recently, I don't want to say this week, but here, more recently, I've been focused a lot of on being true to me you know, like, okay. and that means about my opinion, it means about my values, mm-hmm. It, what I believe, what I like and dislike, what I am uh open to what Mm -hmm. i'm not open to you know it's just is i've been focused a lot about and and the thing is when i say that it doesn't mean that i don't i can't communicate and have relationships with people who think differently because i i I embrace that Mm -hmm. you know that calls for us to have good dialogue it calls for us to have good confrontation because everybody a lot of people think that when you have confrontation it always has to lead into an argument no that is not always the truth. Mm-hmm. You can have healthy confrontation mm-hmm. and what that mm-hmm. is, because confrontation can al- allow relationships to reconcile. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a space for dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the same way that people associate disagreement with fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we show can do a session on that fair fighting rules. That's something that most therapists uh, teach their clients. And it's definitely something that we can talk about. Cause I don't think we've talked about that mm-hmm. yet, yeah. but people, people's arguing styles are garbage like they in the <laughs> trash can like I'd be like
1: that's what you thought that. you should say to somebody yeah. yeah. I would yeah. have
0: knocked you out so right like, girl whew. right and and you know what a lot of times when in communication a lot of times I tell my clients like it may not nest." if you get upset about what I say then that's not on me that's on you it resonated with you that but part if, mm-hmm <laughs> but if you get upset by how I say it, then Mm -hmm. that is on me because Mm -hmm. I delivered it on a trash can top. So therefore I have to fix that. Yeah, exactly. But just because I say something, in a way that may have rubbed you the wrong way, it doesn't mean we have to argue about it. You tell me how it made you feel. And then I can correct that. I can, I can say, you know what? I apologize. I didn't mean to say it that way, but Mm -hmm. what I said, I meant, I just didn't mean to say it that way. There's a difference between intent and impact. Those are two very different things. I can intend not to hurt you, but the impact of how I did it or whatever can, can be scarring mm-hmm. and you have to be both parties or whoever has to be receptive to both parts of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the examples I usually give my clients is, um, I'm fine. Mm. You know, and I hate that statement. What does that even mean? Well, what <laughs> I usually do is when you were talking about impact versus intent and then, uh-huh. you know, how you say it, you know, if your partner asks you what's wrong, you say, I'm fine or I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm. You know all of those communicate something extremely mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. but none of them is saying the Anything. words <laughs> right <laughs> so i got to mind read you mm-hmm. right you know, and being clear with what you say. So mm-hmm. I kind of do something very similar and say the sender is responsible for the message that comes out. The receiver is responsible for asking cl- for clarification mm. yes. if they don't yeah. know what the message was. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also talk about with running with your storyline. I think I say that <laughs> at oh, least yeah. I've heard three to four that. times <laughs> a week at least. Mm. You cannot run with your own storyline in your head because this person said something. It triggered in you. And I talk with clients about pay attention to your body. Your body's going to tell you instantly if something bothered you, mm-hmm. yeah. your, your eyebrows going to furl or your, you gonna, hmm. like, you gonna, you're going to, like you're going to, you're going to do gonna something. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is your key to say, you know what? Hold on. Let me stop. Let me ask this person to clarify whatever it is that I'm running yes. within my head. Yes. Yeah. It's y'all perception is not reality. Uh, There is a lot of misperceptions and conceptualizations that people just be running with. And if for y'all that don't know what a misperception is, a misperception has a kernel of truth in it. There is something that has happened in your own life to where you have attached that to what this situation is it could actually be factual or it could be a blatant lie mm-hmm. the conceptualization is just something you came up with off the top of your head what we're talking about is misperceptions mm-hmm. both of them ain't right but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you so can't true. just go the example that I recently read in a book was if you have a, a coiled uh, uh garden hose and you just look over there real quick and it's dark, you might think that that's a snake. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you know snakes is called up like that. We live in Texas. Rattle be, is prevalent. <laughs> um, Heavy. Yes. However, until you turn them lights on, you don't know if that's really a snake other than if it's a rattler. They would have been rattling. But you can't just make up rules and things and run with that. Mm-hmm. You need to have some actual factual data yeah that is not Mm -hmm. okay yeah and that perceptions are going to differ so I don't do this activity anymore but when I used to run group um, I would have an object that I would sit in the center so for since you guys can't see so Dr. Jones is over to my right and Dr. Wall is over to my left so I would sit an object right here where I'm at and then I would talk about Mm-hmm. what you see on this object mm-hmm. and what Dr. Jones would see on this object are going to be two different things. Mm-hmm. So if I have a, a water bottle, you both may start off with saying it's a water bottle. Mm-hmm. But when I ask you to describe what you see, you're not going to see what she nope. sees. Cause you can't see the back of the label. If there's like a scratch on it or mm-hmm. if there's something missing, or... I may see the K and the A, you may see the O and the R from, uh, Osaka. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But you both are perceiving. Yep. So you may have the both have a general idea because it's a water bottle. And even if that's what you call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You may not call it a water bottle. You may call it a thermos mm-hmm. or, or some sort. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, somebody, I, may, I may just say it's water. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how even though you're both looking at the same yeah. object, how you're perceiving that mm-hmm. object is going to be vastly different. And it's still a flawed view. Because mm-hmm. it's exactly. not the whole picture uh, per, 360 yeah, you mm-hmm. you got to have the whole picture and a lot of times people just run. so assumptive thinking is your experience and then it has holes in it and you just f- fill it in with whatever you know to be true from your past experiences mm-hmm. that's not reality mm-hmm. and I don't I don't get into arguments with people like that I was literally just talking about this <laughs> with Dr. Jones I'd be like oh, okay mm-hmm. you gonna argue by yourself I ain't got the time or the energy I'm sorry Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i and i think a lot of times people because you typically experience a feeling because of the perception mm-hmm. you think you're right because you have the feeling <laughs> but feelings can be unreliable as well now they will feelings are an indicator that something is off yeah mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't mean that it's that the feeling is true yeah you know, that's my favorite uh-huh. my favorite line. <laughs> yes, I was surprised you hadn't brought that in. <laughs> Girl, just because mm-hmm. it's in your head, that doesn't mean it's true. It's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because And it's real and it's valid because it is something that you are actually experiencing. Mm-hmm. But just because you have a thought in your head that does not make it true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I tell my clients is if you have a feeling, it is an indication that something is happening. Mm-hmm. However, you need to figure out what happened and you need to identify what the appropriate thoughts are yes. for what happened mm-hmm. the, the feeling is neither right or wrong what you do with it becomes the problem because all emotions are healthy we yeah. make them unhealthy mm-hmm. you know so and I use this example with my clients so say for instance I, I usually put like healthy and unhealthy on the board and I say okay so what's un- what's the healthy version of depressed and they say say it they say it just like that (laughs) because they don't know they say sad (laughs) and I tell them yes sad is the healthy version of depression because with sadness you know that there is something going on Mm -hmm. it's an indicator that something is going on but you won't stay stuck there Mm -hmm. now if you move from sad to depressed depressed is unhealthy because you can get stuck in depression Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah something that I add on to that is I tell my clients, look, feelings have never killed anybody mm-hmm. on their own. Now, what has hurt people is how people reacted to their feelings. Yes. You know? But the feeling itself, mm. you know, I use anger as a, a one for a lot because there's a it's a good default, mm-hmm. you know, and we talk that there's no difference between anger. It's the same feeling. Now, if I'm angry and I scream at you and I punch you in the face and I do all of this stuff unhealthy, like you said, Dr. Mm -hmm, Jones. mm -hmm. But if I get angry and I say, you know what, you really hurt my feelings. I don't appreciate the way you spoke to me or, you know, I, you know, this made me feel, um, rejected or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's the healthy expression of that exact Mm -hmm. same feeling. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is, I use anger and, um, and mad. I so I use, I tell them that mad is healthy Angry is unhealthy, but then I tell them angry can be healthy as well. And then the, the unhealthy version of anger is enraged. Mm-hmm. They're all levels. Mm-hmm. So you levels know, we do talk, uh, I'm sure all of us at some point talk about low, medium and high feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how I describe it. That, you know, upset, frustrated, mm-hmm. annoyed, irritated, all are kind of on the low end of the anger umbrella. Mm-hmm. Then you have angry slash mad And then you have livid rage, you know, those kinds of things Mm -hmm. where that's the, the high level Mm -hmm. of all of, but again, they're all under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to have very similar responses within your body, Mm -hmm. but what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you can even have unhealthy versions to the positive emotions as well. Cause I tell them that happiness is the, uh, uh, a healthy version, but the unhealthy version of happy is manic. Mm hmm. One more time for the people in the back. Cause <laughs> I can't tell you how many clients come in and strive for happy. Mm-hmm. And we like, look, let's go ahead and get that notion out of your head right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Striving for happy. You know, I, I'd like to talk with them about happy is an event. Yeah. No one walks around in a state of happy, Mm-mm. you know, now you can have again, happy moments, birth of a child, graduation from school, got a promotion, things like that. Mm -hmm. Got a new vehicle, Mm -hmm. bought a house. You have moments that are associated with this happy, but you don't just walk around like, I feel so great today. And I'm just going to smile all day, every day to everybody. You're just going to look weird. Mm -mm.
1: You know, old Ned
0: (laughs) Flanders up in here. (laughs) You know, just like, oh, diddly (laughs) D. You know, no one walks around like that. (laughs) Like non-lister manic or has a personality disorder. uh Yes they walk around like that all the time, Mm -hmm. but your average Joe Schmo, you know, you're not walking around like that. You can be satisfied with life. You can be content and have peace and joy. Mm -hmm. I know you, Dr. Jones likes to use Mm -hmm. peace and joy. Um, you know, I like to use satisfied and content, but again, we're all essentially talking about the same kind of level of of emotion, but striving for happy, you're going to be sad. Mm. Yeah. The only thing that I could probably think of for people who want to go that route is maybe strive for bliss. But that's, that is not an easy journey. Bliss is a extreme emotion and not very many people achieve that level. Wow. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. you know what? The thing is, I never even thought about it. Because I never even think about using bliss. Who, who says that word? Right, That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the last time I heard it. I know. <laughs> the, the, and the only reason why I know I talk about bliss a lot is because that is a euphoric state that mm-hmm. normally comes on my end of therapy, which is sex therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the Got bliss you. state, okay. you have to take really good care of your partner because you have to help them come down from that state or they can crash and it have all kind of you know, negative, you know, problems. So That's we true. don't want that. But as far as just an emotional state and not related to sex or sexuality or anything like that, very few people try to obtain that because number one, they don't even know about it. Mm. But number two, they're too focused on chasing the happy and happy is the lower level. Mm. Yeah. Mm. When you put it that the way, lowest level, when you yeah. put it that way, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I hadn't hmm. thought about that. Me neither. Maybe <laughs> I need to think about that. That line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think something you know, since we're therapists, people tend to come to us for problems, yeah. so our brain defaults to the unhealthier version. Yeah. Um, and I, it's so funny because this week I actually had a couple of clients tell me some pretty exciting news, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was, you know, I'm like, "I'm so yes. happy for you." And mm-hmm. I said, "You know, I like to hear good news too. Mm-hmm. I don't want just to hear about problems yeah. all day either." Right. I had that this week too. That's probably why we were saying earlier that it was not a heavy therapy week for all of us but it was because a lot of our clients now this is summertime Mm -hmm. um, yes context context this is this is happy time for therapy but we are revving up to go into um the harder months for a lot of people and this week everybody was just saying about jobs and babies and um, keeping a boundaries like it was just mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. a good week overall I think in in the balance speaking practice yeah <laughs> yes and, <laughs> and, I, and that's the thing I think we have been seeing the, the caseload that we have for some time now and so yeah. we have clients that are now working and applying the the mm-hmm. tools that we have been teaching them over these months so that's that's actually a good thing to to hear your client's come in and say some good mm-hmm. news like hey I, you know really I don't have anything to talk about this week because everything has been doing well going well and mm-hmm. even if it's not like perfect because we don't expect for it to be perfect no. mm-hmm. but you know it's like you know I had this situation but I handled it differently I didn't get angry I, I set some boundaries I was able to communicate mm-hmm. effectively mm-hmm. I was able to express my emotions and I was able to get through it and that's what we want because yeah. just because you come to therapy it doesn't mean that you're going to be absent of problems no. You can teach what I like about times like this is that we get to teach our clients how to have maintenance sessions Mm -hmm. instead of crisis sessions, because for the first for a lot of people, I'm gonna be honest for the for the first four to five months it's like crisis. Because, not because they are incapable of, like, lowering <laughs> that level. It's just, like, it's 5,000 things going on because they have waited too long mm-hmm. to start working on these solutions to these problems. But eventually, therapy should be just like when you go to the dentist or when you go get your eyes checked or your blood drawn. Like, it should just be routine. Routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have several clients that will tell, okay, so you've gotten to the point now. Let's see. Let's, let's let you... F- spread your wings and fly Mm -hmm. and you call us if you need us Mm -hmm. you know keep us on speed dial that's fine and if you know just we're not going nowhere right (laughs) i told him claude this week i said well how do you feel about coming once a month what are you talking about i'm coming in two weeks i said (laughs) okay okay girl them step downs are the hardest yeah and, and you know what the thing is i initially i in their initial uh Re- true therapy session I tell them okay so we're starting in the beginning right now but my ultimate goal is for you to fire me at some point mm-hmm. and they always start laughing mm-hmm. oh, Dr. Jones I'm not gonna fire yeah, please yeah. fire me Now put me on hiatus. Can I go on sabbatical now? Right. You know, and, and so what we're, what we're saying, you know, is that we want you, we want people to get to the point where they can feel like they can, well, no, not feel like, but they can actually begin to. No, know Mm -hmm. that they're feeling better, know that they are able to apply the things and it's working for them. And it's, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And at that point, when they're able to do that, they can then just, they don't have to come every other week. They don't have to come every week. They don't have to come once a month. Now I'm just calling you when I need you Mm -hmm. as needed as PRN. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that's a beautiful thing. So I'm like, yes, I had a couple of clients, almost had me in my tear, my tear ducts. <laughs> and I was like, we're not doing this today, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've only had a couple of clients, actually one this week, but not for a good reason. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, you had an AMA situation against medical advice? No, this was a child. Oh. Um, and her environment, you know, is just oh. not going to. It's hard. If, if you are not in this field or in healthcare or in a situation or like education where you work with children, uh, it is extremely difficult to work with kids. Yeah. Not because the child themselves, now every blue moon, it will be the child, but generally it's the kid's environment, environment that makes your work unproductive. Yep. Yeah. And that's basically this young girl. And when I say, I was telling, uh, our receptionist and Dr. Jones yesterday, like she almost got me. Like I could feel it like welling up I'm in not. my eye. Cause she was crying like that, <laughs> that kind of crying. No, and I was no. just like, Oh Jesus, please hold no, it, hold it, hold it, hold, it, hold my heart. it. Girl, I was in there like, I literally could feel it like coming up. And I was like, I know if I blink, mm-hmm. it's coming. It's over. coming. I think we've all had some kids like that in the past couple of years where you just be like, Oh, if yeah. I could adopt you, I would, Mm -hmm. because I feel like you need a different lifestyle than what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Your family is failing you. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it even worse when your hands are tied to the point where, you know, like you were saying yesterday, that you can't, you can confront them, but you have to go light on confronting them because otherwise they'll pull the kid and the kid has no. Nobody. Nobody to you know mm-hmm. to help them through the situation mm-hmm. but then for you it's like as the therapist it's like okay well how can i help them and they change it and stick to the change if mm-hmm. they're going back mm-hmm. to the same environment that's going to make them change back you, right you have to do more coddling with the parents than you do the kid and that so goes against all well, the three of us it yeah. goes against our person our therapeutic style and personality and the parent and the f- caregivers let me say that because in this particular case it's not her parents but the caregivers often don't know that they don't even realize that you're the one that needs the tiptoeing and you're the one that needs the coddling and you're Mm -hmm. the one that needs the kit gloves not the kid yeah yeah but once once we get to that place where we got a good relationship Mm -hmm. these gloves is coming off (laughs) and we having a real conversation and you might not like me you might not but I'm gonna speak the truth of the kid, not of myself. Cause if it was me, I been told you something crazy, but, <laughs> um, but for the the baby's sake, y'all know, I have a client who has been with us almost since we opened. Mm-hmm. And I think this kiddo, not a kiddo anymore as an adult, but um, came to us when they were like, what, 15, 16 or something like that. I was thinking like about that. 15. And yeah. now they, they going to be 20 next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, the way this person has transformed and just become a beautiful entity and self-sufficient and confident is totally different, but they ended up having to emancipate themselves. Mm. That's sad. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to do all of that. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. It's really hard. And that's partially why I've stopped working with Mm -hmm. children. Uh, I'll take on an adolescent every now and then. But, I mean, it's a lot of that. You just become exhausted. You know, you're investing all of this energy into Mm -hmm. this young person. And it's like, for what? Yeah. And then you blame me because your child is not different? And and you know what? That's a part of why on my initial, I have a a spill that I go through with the family. (laughs) Like, I can work with your child, and I will help them as best I can. But there will be times that you might have to come in here and I'm going gonna, gonna to have to work with you mm-hmm. because yep. th- they can't make changes on their own, their children. Mm-hmm. So if they start setting boundaries or uh, having dialogues with you, that's, I don't know if that's different from what you're te- Obviously it's different from what you're teaching them or how you're teaching them to communicate with you mm-hmm. because you're still the parent. And now, and you know, I don't want to make it seem like we're bashing parents because children don't come with manuals either. Mm-mm. And so it sometimes parents just need to know, okay, this is a whole different type of generation. When I was, you know, growing up, my parents, like you, mm-hmm. we were talking about on another session, our parents would have done sir your whole all your teeth is gone did you what you yeah. just say to your mama pop, you just, pop, pop. Uh-huh. right on your lips it, but see this generation <laughs> is different so yeah and each gen- generation is different you know mm-hmm. and so because we don't ha- like i said children don't come with manuals parents need us you know some guidance on what to say what to do how to do you know what this yeah. looks like you know mm-hmm. so- it it reminds me <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of what she's about to say. It reminds <laughs> me of a family that we all shared. Oh. And I'm not going to say the person anything, but it we all had a kiddo. I'm sworn to secrecy. And <laughs> that was it was so each kiddo was different. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean like I don't if I almost felt like they went in the same family, <laughs> different. <laughs> um very different. Yeah, I had the like emotionally intelligent nerdy kid uh dr jones had the rambunctious boy that was kind of trying to figure out what his identity was and in multiple aggressive. ways mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then dr strickland had the the fire starter like okay. the Spitfire. like mm-hmm. <laughs> and, she, and she was the she, baby or whatever was a firecracker boy and it seemed like all three we had the ones that fit our personality yes. too that was so mm-hmm. hilarious yes <laughs> Y'all, y'all be so surprised what we go through as therapists that we hold it in so good. Oh, man, and I have the same reaction every time. Mm -hmm. Y'all, we be laid out. We have to talk about that at least, like, once a month. (sighs) Um, So like Dr. Wall said, (laughs) the things that we go, oh, yeah, I mean, if we could really get into some detail, like, seriously, seriously, we could tell y'all stories for days, but it was a tough all in all, that was a tough situation. It was tough to, this is the part of therapy that people don't tell you on the therapist side. It was tough to let those kids go. Yeah. Mm. You know, it was really hard to watch them, you know, okay. If things stay this way, hopefully, you know, we pray that cause these young kids are definitely in their teenage, close to their teenage years. If not in their teenage years now, the, the, oh, the boy probably is a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's like, if things stay this way and nothing improves, you know, you don't want to diagnose a child or diagnose something that hasn't really presented itself, but you can see the writing on the wall for several different types of issues kind of coming up for all three of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is just a, you know, a side note. If you're going, if you're listening and you're contemplating going to therapy, or even if you're in therapy, make sure we can only give you the tools it's up to you to use them. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
0: you have to be the one to apply them to your life. It's not gonna, it's not enough for you to just come in here in the office once a week. Cause you only have us for an hour. Mm -hmm. That's one of Dr. Strickland's favorite things too. Girl, (laughs) I say you have six days and 23 hours that you don't see me. Unless you're a little bit more severe and maybe you got one other Day in the week and that's on special circumstances. And that's a so that's six days and 22 hours <laughs> <laughs> that you don't see me. And so it's up to you what mm-hmm. you do with the rest of that time. Yep. And the one thing that I know for me, the one thing that mm-hmm. I definitely ask my clients, okay, so how did you, what did you apply to your life this week? hmm On the same homework for four months. Don't come in here. If I write the same note one more time. You, y'all you don't understand. We can be very like, now nah, when, when it gets to that level. I have told, literally, go back up there to Judy <laughs> and tell her to tell Kelly to refund your money because mm. we not having no session. Oh, or or we can that. put it. On next time and you you think about mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're doing with your life mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. you ready to participate in your life you can come back because I'm not doing this with you mm-hmm. but why yeah because I don't have to yeah and then because <laughs> the thing is you'll be in therapy and nothing is changing and you'll be blaming your therapist no. and it well, has therapy me. doesn't work right it, n- n- you no, you not working your therapy now, this ain't to say they ain't some... It, now, all therapists are not created <laughs> equal. Because the word quack came from somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So, it's I've heard some things that therapists have said to clients. If they're giving me an accurate description of what happened, I've heard some things that therapists have said, and it's yes. been like... They what? Highly inappropriate stuff. And I can understand that, but I can speak for the three of us. We know yeah. each other's skills. Mm-hmm. True. You know, so it's, for our clients that may be listening... Make sure you're doing your homework. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. y'all know when I see you next week, <laughs> don't be playing.
1: Mm-hmm. We know, okay, we know be, a lot of be consequences be and repercussions up
0: in here. <laughs> <laughs> And don't be trying to use the podcast as your excuse. Well, I was listening to the podcast and y'all said to do, to do this. So I was, I did this and then I was going to do your homework. Mm-mm. But did you, you, did you like cancel or did you no show? Cause then it's going to be a problem. Another problem. <laughs> Cause you know better. You, you read the rules now. Come on girl. <laughs> as soon as you write them that, l- that little email. So I'll be canceling the rest of your session. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Do you have something tomorrow? Oh, Oh, now you ready. And it's even worse now because they be trying to act. Like, why well, I was having technical difficulties? Well, why didn't you email me that you was having technical difficulties? Because I can't that see one. you past a certain time because I'm not having no insurance fraud on my conscience. Okay. That one right there. <laughs> I've Girl. had several people through the you know the changes due to COVID. They they sending me a uh, email at at ten forty three. What was I going to do with your 15 minutes? Oh. I can't build the insurance for that. And I know you don't want a 15 minute hour. A
1: 15
0: minute hour. Where they do that at?
1: Not a 15 minute <laughs> hour. You,
0: you going to respect me the same way I respect you. If throughout this, and y'all know this, throughout this year that I have had, I only took, what, two weeks off? Mm-hmm. And if I can be here, through Mm -hmm. everything that I'm going through, you better be here. You better be accountable. Mm -hmm. Yep. It ain't that. We ain't asking that much now. Yeah. If you haven't caught the drift that we're very confrontational (laughs) therapists. Very much so. But I say that in my intake. I do too. I tell them in my intake, like, look, and I tell them that's not going to work for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I I, I may not be the therapist for you. If you cannot handle me calling you on your bullshit, Excuse yep. my language out there. She getting a Mama. <laughs> señora, uh if you can't handle that, then then I'm not the therapist for you yeah. and that's okay. And mm-hmm. I tell clients it will not hurt my feelings. Please do not feel that you are obligated to stay nope. with me yep. because you met me. Yes. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. I always mm-hmm. tell them I said, "Hey, I'm super laid back as a therapist. You'll probably feel like you're talking to your home girl, but when it's time for me to get in your butt, I'm gonna get in your butt." Yep. They like, oh okay, okay, yeah. I say I don't have no problem with. They that. say that until you do it, then. Uh huh. Like, old oh, mm-hmm. girl, they was talking about you. Just gonna take all my edges, yes, gladly, and then I'll help you grow them back. <laughs> 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 that wild growth oil. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I definitely have to tell my, cause the population that I see. Yes they expect it though so yeah girl it be only popping in your office it do <laughs> that. it be screaming happening I would be like do I need to go into my purse I know I be having Look, they like, be having that ear to my door girl, and everything I got my little stethoscope like what's what's happening over there oh okay
1: That's she why. Fine.
0: that's why one of my populations Dr. Strickland won't even let me see cause I, was, I was gonna start I wanted to start seeing them on Fridays Mm-mm. and she was like no ma'am I'm not there I'm not there so no. you need to see them on a different day you mm-hmm. sure do <laughs> You sure do. And for anybody that wants to know what framework we tend (laughs) to use, it's called Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy. Mm -hmm. Now, we do have some other things that we lean on as well, but we are all Mm -hmm. rational (laughs) emotive behavioral therapists. And then we don't play that. Yeah, Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're going to get your get your life yeah what you're gonna do and and the thing is we are confrontational and we can be firm when we need to but we also can be uh lovingly confrontational as well because the thing is we are like that because first of all this is a whole hour that you don't have time to waste or our clients don't have time to waste and we don't have time to waste and Mm -hmm. so in that hour we've got to make sure we give you the best which is Mm, I got so many thoughts hold on so (laughs) which is which is why when people try to say that you know therapists only thing y'all do is just listen to people all day that's draining because for us we have someone to see every hour on the hour and we have to give Mm -hmm. each person the best version of us that we can give except from one to two when I eat (laughs) true that true that and we have, and the thing is we have to remember everything. And you know, I've had several mm. clients like, how do you remember that? Like, I remember the the names of their mama. I remember the names of their brother and their mm-hmm. sister and then all the kids. Okay. So that's your 16 year old. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So little Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then, or it'll be something like, especially if you've been seeing somebody for like a year, pulling something way from the back. And yeah. they're like, you still remember that? Mm-hmm. And then having to do that, like you said, Dr. Jones, every hour on the hour. And we have to be able to switch. So I have to switch from Jane Doe to John Doe to, you know, Billy Smith and then Sarah, you know, Williams. Like, and you have to remember mm-hmm. all of these, these facts, remember all of these, the, okay, so what, what are we working on? And this is what we focus on. Okay. This is what we talked about the last three weeks. And then, you know, yep. it it, it, it is emotionally draining, which is why I also tell my clients, don't trust a therapist that doesn't go to therapy. In some type of way. Yes. Because I have my clients ask me that all the time. Do you go to therapy or you just be preaching and not doing it? I said, no, I go to therapy because if I didn't, I'd be in here and killed somebody. So y'all don't want to see that side of Dr. Wall. Mm-mm. Y'all think Dr. Wall is nice and loving. Mm. <laughs> 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 you don't want that other, that that other like, side of that Scorpio to come. I out. heard that like Clint one like, doo-doo-doo-doo, <laughs> doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. No, but I do agree. I think, you know, and I have not gone in a while, but I have gone, mm-hmm. um, but it's not, I don't, I do have other entities like, mm-hmm. you know, mentors and yeah. pastors, yeah. And you know, things like that. I do have other outlets um, to discuss things yeah, it's a that's going on. Team. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be formal. Yeah. 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 But it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna, I wanna take this time to segue. Okay, let's do so, it. So, cause you know, Dr. Jones just said, you know, talked about the support system, but I wanna talk about the fact that we got a whole five foot three singer shooting women in the feet. <laughs> <laughs> because she didn't have her support system around her that's what i want to talk Ooh. about Yeah. Mm-hmm. because that kind of stuff had they been for anybody who, don't, who doesn't know i'm talking about meg the stallion and Tory lane situation but if they had been in houston oh yeah it would have been a different story he wouldn't even mm. got out of houston wow mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely you know and I, that is important because no one's going to look out for you like the people that care for you. Mm-hmm. And that girl done lost what it, her, her mama and her grandmother in the last like two years, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like oh, she yeah. really don't have really none of her uh, generation above people. her. Because mm-hmm. her dad's not alive either, I don't think. Mm-mm. Yeah. And man, not having support. That's such a lonely feeling. Yeah. And you doing everything, everybody on your back, you carrying Mm -hmm. the whole team squad. Like Mm -hmm. that's not a good feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why it's important. Paranoid. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah, most definitely. But that's why it's important for people to make sure you have healthy people around you. Yes. Because if you're the one that, Everyone is leaning on for support, mm-hmm. and you don't have support. What's going to in these types of situations, yep. like what just happened to her? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And and none of us, no one on walking the face of this earth, should. Be out here alone. Even if someone I know may hear this and be like, well, what if you don't have siblings? What if you don't have your parents? What if your grandparents are deceased as well? Mm -hmm. The thing is, your family is what you make it. Mm -hmm. I choose them. Yes. Because I have lived in several states. (laughs) And every state that I go to, although my parents are alive, well, and I have a great relationship. I have two brothers. I have a great relationship with them as well. However, they're not in the same state with me. And so Mm -hmm. I make I make my my little miniature families where I am because I still need support. Because mm-hmm. at this point, my parents are twenty two hours away from me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they can right. They can't get to me immediately. My but what who who can get to me immediately is Doctor Strickland because mm-hmm. she lived ten minutes away from me, yeah. or her. I can call her mom too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm only twenty. And I was just I was gonna name you next, uh, and I can bring the blue box if I need to. See, right. she got a different type of support. Right. <laughs> coming your way you know right I just make sure whatever is needed is in the car you know what I'm saying that's it right and that's the thing Dr. Strickland has a key to my house because before I I met my significant other I Mm -hmm. was there by myself Mm -hmm. I have a a house a big house not it's big for a single person Mm -hmm. a big house and so if something were to happen to me and can't nobody don't nobody have a key Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just be in there dead yeah and we we don't need that Mm -mm. but it with that Tory lane situation it just we talked about this um a few sessions back it just makes me think about where his mind had to go to think that it was okay to be shooting people in their feet this is not harlem knights don't shoot on a pinky toe <laughs> right, even, right. Though, even though he didn't even shoot her yeah. on a pinky toe he shot her in her the heels, heels. yeah you know it, and of course there's a whole bunch of speculation about what actually happened or whatever but all i know is that if you get shot in the heel more than likely your back was to the person let you know let's see out the situation <laughs> trajectory like right. you know okay. what i mean so that is kind of weird to mm-hmm. me and i was like if meg the stallion really wanted to beat up Tory lane she could because she's six foot he five three i don't know i only I the dynamics of that yeah. would be very right it would Her be reach is probably as <laughs> she just say her, reach? her reach is probably his height yeah. His, yeah. so it just is it's strange and then the other part of that is the fact and people can disagree with me but the fact that black women keep protecting black men and ain't nobody protecting them mm-hmm. mm. that gets tiring it yeah. does not that I'm gonna stop doing it with some boundaries on it but it gets tiring yeah I'm trying to make sure you make it home. I'm not telling what actually went on, but then you still throwing dirt on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see it all the time online. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't, if, especially if you follow any popular, um, blogs or, um, you know, entertainment Mm -hmm. sites, you see it all the time, you know, all the comments and things like that, just kind of degrading and tearing down. And it's, it does get draining to look and see like well you don't see this in other people Mm. nope and if you do it's definitely not going to be onto the scale that that Mm -hmm. we do um and then then that's the thing because if we stop then you're not a ride or die chick which we i know we hate that term but still you're not a ride or die mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's because i was tired of dying right Yep. That's the good point. I ain't got time to do all of that. I've been in a, um, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was more emotional and, um, verbal, but I was like, Oh, we're not ever going to be able to do that again. Cause my mindset for me to be able to take that because I'm a straight up alpha female. I was like, I was broken beyond repair.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And I was like, I can only imagine what goes through other people's minds who are maybe not to where mine mine was, but maybe, you know, Meg the Stallion situation. She's out here riding a dime, Mm -hmm. which I hate. And she's like, I can't even trust the person that I done been with for these seven, eight months that I have my back. He's shooting me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and they're even on the same level. You know, well, this wasn't. We, we ain't gonna lie. Meg, done. <laughs> Meg does surpass, but they're both celebrities. Yes. They're both well known, um, at least in the black community. Yes, let me say that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then the slightly younger black community. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe forty down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they're essentially on par with one another. You know, financially mm-hmm. they're going to be fairly close. They're bringing similar things to yeah the table. so this wasn't like there was this huge disparity between the two of them Mm-mm. that would cause one of them to feel like they had a one up on the other mm-hmm. you know sometimes if there's an income disparity the yeah. higher uh earning the higher earner can feel mm-hmm. that they can control the situation yeah. a lot mm-hmm. more yeah so you know they didn't have that kind of power dynamic no. so i agree with you like it puts you in a mind of like well what was going on mm-hmm. in in his mind that the thing that I have to resort to is shooting and you know that actually reminds me of a conversation I was having with my clients uh this week about feeling like they so they've been hurt and that hurt progressed to anger and feeling like they still needed a relief Mm. or Mm -hmm. release Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know And not knowing how to do it. And so I had to obviously give her some techniques of how to do a release Mm -hmm. without it being unhealthy. And so I'm just wondering for him, did he get so angry that he felt like he had to relieve it? And obviously because he did, but it was in an unhealthy way. And so that's you, you have to learn how to channel that anger. Like Dr. Strickland had it, Mm -hmm. had explained it before of having that verbal, um, communication about it, but then sometimes you still need that release, physical. Um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. physical release to, um, I guess kind of eliminate. It down. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, as a therapist, my thought process was like, okay, he got a Napoleon complex. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. he, and he has a track record of domestic, domestic violence. Oh, okay. Like I didn't know that until like stuff started coming out and they started pulling mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. um, police reports from other girlfriends mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But, you know, you you can feel a certain type of way being a man of a small stature. And if you not, like I was saying earlier, if you focus on the external versus the internal stuff, you're going to think that that makes you less than and you're going to project that on everybody else. Mm -hmm. And maybe whatever they were arguing about, he felt disrespected and she can't be walking away or whatever the situation was and stopped her. He felt like he was losing power. Yeah, I can... And of course, uh, we all know that the breed have no idea what actually happened. We weren't there. Mm -hmm. So some of this is speculation and Mm -hmm. alleged as well. But I can imagine that, you know, just think about and this is not necessarily a black man thing, just a man thing. What our society in particular says about short men, Mm -hmm. Mm. you know, what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like if you are not if your number don't start with a six, people don't want to hear it. Which that's is true. so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want nothing to do with you. And this and uh, this chick could be 4'11. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it wouldn't even matter. And it wouldn't, even, like, a dude that's 5'4 is, is good for you. Mm-hmm. But no, everybody wants somebody that's six foot, really, like, six foot two now. Right. Like, six I foot mean, really is pushing it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't going to lie, y'all. I'm only five foot two and a quarter. And I do like me a tall guy. But that's also because that's what I grew up around. But I have dated shorter men. But their energy is. Has to be. They got be, big man energy. They got. <laughs> they, got they got BDE. I'm you know, a, I'm gonna go ahead <laughs> and <laughs> let you know. My little short significant other is crazy, I, but he has BDE. Like he, he walk in, like right what mm-hmm. right he can <laughs> command a room and yes. it's not that he's he has a short man's cuz no. he ain't that short i mean he's taller than me mm-hmm. but he is shorter than 6 feet yeah, yeah yeah you know but the thing is he can command a room just by his presence and pe- yeah. you know he has been approaching me like you know what? You draw this car, don't you? I knew it. I knew you draw it. You look like you a multi millionaire. You know, yeah. he, so he commands he a room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's no different. Doctor Strickler, for like the first few years I knew her, kept saying, Are you really that sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't there. be I don't believe it. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. been this high since I was in the you know, since I was ten. I was yeah, tall but, for ten. But-, I, but you know what? Every time you wear um flats, it's like <laughs> i thought we were the same height why are you shorter than me i nah. swear i'd be thinking like i'm so for the people that don't know me now i have that same thing though uh-huh that people always think that i'm taller than what yes. i am yeah my aunt funny enough she actually thought she and i were the same height now my aunt is like five eleven,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and i i was telling her like no i'm like just a little bit over 5 8 and she was <laughs> like no you're not and I was like, I am. Yes, 18. I am. And so one uh when she was here visiting, uh, I was standing beside her but I was I had mm-hmm. no shoes on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh my god. She looked down at me. And she was like And she is tall. She is tall. She is. And she looked at me and she was like, You really are <laughs> you I wasn't really lying. are short. <laughs> yeah. She was like, You really are short. Now I come from a extremely tall family. Yes. Like pretty much everybody in my family is, you know, five, ten and plus. Mm-hmm. Um Except for my mom. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Uh, And I didn't get none of that. Actually, both of my parents are short, which is weird. Um, I'm in that boat with you. Because most of the people in my family are ball players. Mm. Like, we have probably, like, I can count five people in our family that's short. Everybody else is tall. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But I prayed to be short because I like tall men. You know? (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge me, y'all. Don't judge me. However, so back on Tory Lane. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what I was saying, though, is, you know, just kind of what we communicate in American society about short men, you know, they are seen as less than and mm-hmm. that they can be bullied and that they can, you know, yeah. people make fun of them. You yeah. know, and they're, they're not, not taken s- seriously. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are not. Like Kevin Hart. Right. Mm. Even though Kevin Hart is taller than Tory Lane, He is mm. a little bit. Um, but short men, unfortunately, you know, are not treated the way like short, so short men and tall women get the same treatment, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because people are not notoriously, you know, attracted tall women are seen as now they don't get the, like made fun of piece, Mm -hmm. but they're definitely seen as intimidating when they may not necessarily be, or they don't know their place. That mm. sort of thing. I'm like, what? It, I'm standing here. This is my place. Like, <laughs> it's not that. Calm down. Yeah. You know, the other part of the Tory Lane and um, Meg the Stallion situation that has been really upsetting me and my friends is <laughs> um, upsetting me and my homegirls <laughs> <laughs> is that they, because Meg got so fed up with what was going on behind the scenes, and she finally, you know, revealed that it was Tory Lane's that shot her and all that. Other people now are calling her a snitch. I'm like y'all do know she not in she not in the street game. Yeah. She ain't never been in the street game. That's <laughs> oh not girl. snitches I are snitch people. On myself? Yeah, I'm like p- snitches are people who are participating in with criminal the criminal activity. Mm-hmm. Come on now, y'all she be smart. She was shot. What was she supposed to do? Just just keep the secret? That's Ride the, or die. That's the code. It's not a code if I'm not in the snitches get stitches. She did get stitches and she wasn't in a <laughs> snitch. Okay? <laughs> Look, yeah. look! I got my stitches already, so now I can snitch. A snitch yeah. Exactly, <laughs> but I was like, "Y'all got to be kidding me!" It'd yeah, be one ridiculous. thing if your name is six nine and yeah, and you lot. participating in the illegal behavior, then you go rat out everybody. That's not what happened. Right? We trying to go home, and you decide whatever happened, and then I got shot. So I'm gonna tell my story because now you have provoked me to tell my story. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even gonna tell nothing. Right. She was going to use whatever code she had made up in her mind. Right. Right. Oh man, that ride or die idea. It's, I know we talked about it on trope tripping one. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to it. If you, if you skipped that episode and trope tripping two for the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But I almost feel like that needs its own separate, you know, kind of discussion is the mm-hmm. idea of you stay no matter what, or <sighs> that you Protect, protect, no matter what. You know, whose marriage that reminds me of? That everybody has. Well, a lot of people have seen the movie. Is uh, what's love got to do with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gonna leave me, anime? You gonna leave <laughs> like that? Level of toxicity is not just because they were on drugs. That happens in a lot of people's relationships. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah, of people, on a smaller scale. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that, well, and, we're possessive. Yeah. As a species, we are possessive. I mean, think about toddlers. One of the first things they talk mine, mm-hmm. mine, mm-hmm. you know, so we do that with people. You're mine. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I can't even say that. I haven't said it at some point in my past too. Mm-hmm. You know, you <laughs> say these types of things like you're my insert, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. you know? So when you feel that you own something, Mm-hmm. then you feel that you can behave and react and do with it what you will. Mm. Yeah, I ain't going to be able to do it. I'm going to need to have freedom. Um, Now, we can, <laughs> we can agree to whatever the parameters of our relationship are, but I don't need to feel smothered in a mm-hmm. relationship because yeah. then I'm going to start acting weird. Yeah, possessiveness is real. It is. It's not sexy to me. Mm-mm. I feel, I don't like that feeling. Mm-mm. It's like ants crawling all over me. I don't like it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't.
0: I, 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 Cause when you, uh, obviously when you, someone, someone is possessive, you feel like they're trying to control you. And that's the first, when some, and when I feel like someone is trying to control me, that's the first indication for me. Yeah. No, this is not going to work. I don't care if it's romantic or uh, platonic. We're yeah. done. And you know, I had to check myself on, not on the possessiveness, but on my response to the possessiveness because then the alpha female in me come out and I'm like, what you say? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's not appropriate, Michelle. That's not, that's not how you should talk to the person you chose to be in a relationship with. Let me calm down because can't be in here fighting six, five people that ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> my my, temp, my whole temperament is not set up for that. No, <laughs> not at all. mm So all in all, just make sure, you know, when you build when you build these um, healthy opportunities for yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, just make sure you have a healthy support system to help you to uplift yourself when times come that like they tend to do and they're difficult for you. You know, that's how you keep joy. That's how you keep yourself surrounded with joy. Mm -hmm. And speaking of joy, so we want to take this time to kind of wrap up with our uh, quote for the episode. So sorrow prepares you for joy. It violently sweeps everything out of your house so that new joy can find space to enter. It shakes the yellow leaves from the bow of your heart so that fresh green leaves can grow in their place. It pulls up the rotten roots so that new roots hidden beneath have room to grow whatever sorrow shakes from your heart, far better things will take their place and that's by Ruby is control So okay interns, process your notes be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at the recycled podcast. If you're a new intern, Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.